Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. Can you believe it's here? It doesn't seem real. I've, Although last night didn't really feel real either. So. Oh, I don't care yet. I, I'll care about that later when we talk about it. But I literally go to sleep thinking about like two or throwing touchdowns. Like I'm, I'm losing my mind. I can't wait for this to start. Greetings, loyal listeners. You're listening to The Blowhole on Finsider Radio. This fine Friday afternoon, you have myself, James Radio, joined by the ever-optimistic Robcast. Um, I know we kind of started talking about last night a little bit already, but uh, happy NFL season, oh, my good, good friend. Let's just, let's just let the people know how broken and stupid we are. We literally, it was mostly my fault, but we decided to watch the game instead of podcast last night and both of us are supposed to be at work right now and we're podcasting instead so <laughs> that's our priorities <laughs> Football. yeah i also have a mild hangover from the amount of white claws i was drinking last night but, uh, <laughs> but yeah doing all right doing all right all things considered it's friday it's a beautiful day football on sunday i just i'm so so excited i can't wait got a lot to talk about uh we're making some changes to the format this year slight changes we'll get to those in segment two um, segment one is going to be about the same, though. We're going to look forward to this week's matchup. We're going to preview it, and we're going to predict the outcome for our beloved Miami Dolphins, led by our new head coach, brand new offense, same defense. I'm excited, Rob. I'm so excited. So excited. And you say same defense. It's the same defensive scheme, but it's a but it's got better personnel. It's got like year two Phillips, year two Holland. It's got Ingram. It's got like flowers, flowers, like rushing the passer obviously is super important. And we've got great corners. Uh, obviously that's not as deep as we thought it was, but you know, so far so good. I'm, I'm okay with going in with what we have um, for the first four weeks till Jones gets back. I know there's people out there that like, you know, look at Jones's number and thinks he's a bust and not worth the money, but his guys are don't usually look open. Uh, X has a way of baiting the quarterback to make him think it's open, and he gets more targets and, as such, more interceptions. But, you know, they're throwing that way because Jones's guys is rarely open, so I think he's overlooked from Dolphin fans on how good I, I, he yeah, is. Yeah, I love Byron Jones. I think he's a little... I think he is overpaid, but you, you kind of have to overpay to get those types of players. Right. Um, you know, I'm we we need him. I think we're going to miss him a great deal over the first four weeks of the season. Um, well, interesting. But... Maybe not so much this week, and you know, maybe not so much 
the Ravens week, but uh, against the Bills and the Bengals, yes, we will we will be missing him. Yeah, so obviously week one is always a black box. Those people that watch the NFL regularly know there are some strange outcomes in week one, and people don't really know what to expect. The Miami Dolphins are definitely one of the teams that are going to have a completely new look on offense. Um, you know, these uh, this is obviously the first time the live bullets are flying, so it's going to be interesting to see. Lots of things that I'm excited about. Um, most importantly for me is the offensive line and the running game and how that plays out this week in week one. I think it's going to really set the tone for the season. Um, one of the things that we commonly joke about on this show is the overreaction theater to the results of games that happen in the first few weeks of the season uh, specifically. Um, so uh, it's a long season. It doesn't feel long, but it is actually 17 games long. So there's plenty of time for adjustments. Um, as you so aptly reminded me before we started this podcast, the bills lost to the Steelers in week one of last year. So <laughs> right. um, we don't need to go crazy about the results that that happened, but I am really much looking forward to seeing this offensive line against, uh, you know, the Patriots' strength is their defense. Um, you know, it will most likely be their their strength again this season. Um, there's been a lot of bad press about the Patriots' offense uh, in the preseason, and from from what we've seen in, in OTAs and practice, uh, a lot of the, the the reports coming out of of New England are uh, not nearly as sparkling as they were last year going into the year. Um, and honestly, their offense, I felt, was was very overrated last year. So I think if they take a step back on offense this year, um, you know, they could be in line to, to to have a very steep decrease in in win total this year. Yeah, two two points. One, this like the NFL in today's day and age, the first three four weeks of the season is extra. Throw it out. And don't count it because of the you know, there's one less preseason game. There's way less contact and and guys playing in the you know in the in the training camps and stuff. So like we haven't seen them the Dolphins play with Teron Armstead at all. He didn't you know he didn't Correct. he barely you know so we don't know what to expect. So and it may take some time for the line to gel like you know we hope and and different things the. Pats have always seemed to start slow and then figure it out, you know, because Belichick is apparently good at his job, even though he's he's a monster. Um, the second part, wow, what was the, what were your two points again? <laughs> I, mean, I didn't make two form. points. I just I, no, I said I know. a few different things about the Patriots. Um, you know, oh, the, yeah, the Patriots being, offensive struggles in the offseason. The weirdest thing they had, you were saying that the offense might take a step back and. I think a lot of people, everybody knows it, it makes sense, but people forget how much an offense that can that can eat clock helps a defense. A, yes. An offense, you know, you can hold the ball, give your time, your defense time to rest, and obviously put up points is even better. If you get a lead, it lets your defense, you know, be more one-dimensional and rush the passer, and you don't have to worry about play action and stuff. So, so yeah, if their offense takes a step back, then their defense could take a step back because they were so run heavy, right? They were they were able to run the ball and control the clock, and that helps the defense. So I'm hoping that's what we can do. The key to the Patriots' success last season was that running game and their defense. Um, they protected Mac Jones very very well. Um, you know they have uh, Shaq Mason was a Pro Bowl offensive lineman for for them last year that they no longer have. 
Um, their offensive coordinator, Josh McDaniels, who had been there for a very long time, um, you know, has moved on. So they are taking a very interesting approach, uh, not too dissimilar to what the Miami Dolphins did last year, where they don't have uh, a defined offensive coordinator. They have a series of guys uh, running the offense, one of whom has never been on the offensive side of the football before. That is Matt Patricia. Um not a very successful head coach in the NFL. Um, you know, had a terrible run with the Detroit Lions and is now back in New England and uh running the offense allegedly, along with uh is it Joe Judge? It's the uh, yeah. the other one that's up there. Uh former was he a head coach for the Giants as well? He absolutely was. So that and that's the other one. Uh he was a special teams coach. Um so they have a special teams coordinator and a former defensive coordinator running the offense is now, that not is that not usual it's a little strange <laughs> I, I would say um they also like their wide receiver core which was not a strength of theirs last year uh continues to not be a strength um their number one wide receiver is Devonte parker uh you did mention that he is listed as number four on their depth chart That's he's very strange three, three or four but yeah he they yeah he was clearly their number one wide receiver so maybe that's a little maybe that's them trying to be sneaky i I don't know. Um, he's he's clearly the best wide receiver they have if he's healthy. Um, so honestly, the strangest thing about the Patriots is they they they're not just bringing in new guys; they're changing their scheme. They were very successful right. running the ball with the I forget what scheme they had the power gap, but they're going to use like a wide zone like we're going to. And I'm like, I, I don't. Part of me thinks they're not. That was just a lie. That's just what they did in the right. in the practices that people saw, and they just practiced their old offense when nobody's looking, and they're going to come out and do their, their old offense while we prepared for the new one. Like, it doesn't make any sense why you would change your running scheme when that was your strength, was running the ball already. What I'm hoping is is that, you know, maybe if that is the case, which I would not be shocked at all, <laughs> um, that – our defense, which is run by a series of former Patriot uh, coaches, would hopefully be aware of that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this defense had a lot of success against them last year. We were 2-0, um, you know, and, and held them uh, pretty much in check uh, in both games. We were leading wire to wire, I believe, uh, for the most part in all eight quarters of the games we played against them. I think there was a brief moment where we were down – in week one last year, I think going in like right before the half or two, let them and, and tied the game up. Um, but other than that, the dolphins were uh, clearly the, the better team in the matchups last year. So I would like obviously to see that continue from a defensive standpoint. I'm hoping our offense has improved uh, exponentially. Now on paper, it has um, from what we've seen in the preseason, it definitely looks like it has, but as I alluded to the real bullets start flying on Sunday um, and we're going to get to see, uh, what that looks like, and I'm I'm most interested in in the running game, the offensive line. So, what are your what are you looking for most on uh, on offense on Sunday, Rob? So, one, it can't not improve. The question is, to what degree <laughs> does it improve by? Um, yeah, the op, I mean, higher level, just the offensive line, right? How 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 are they work? How are they working in the run game, in the pass game, just all together? That's that's key number one, key number two, key number three. And key number four, right? Can we have a good offensive line? And not top five. I want, uh, give me 15, 10 to 15. If we've got an offensive line in the middle, giving Tua some time, giving the backs some space, 
that then then this offense is going to be awesome. It's it's going to be you know if you have time to hit Hill or Waddle when they go deep. If those guys, if people want to go to the two the two deep zones, which everybody was talking about, that slowed down Mahomes in this. Fine, Tua is not proud. He you know he will take Waddle wide open underneath with space to run. If you guys have you know go too deep with with Hill, fine, take it all day. So I am very excited to see how how this is going to play out. I have high hopes. I know there's going to be some bumps and bruises along the way, but uh, I can't see them in my head because I'm totally clouded by my rose-colored glasses. <laughs> um, another a smaller point, something else that I'm very interested in seeing is, is how Gusecki fits in this offense. Um, the things that you had mentioned, I know they're going to be in, in watching – uh, the amount of 49ers games that I have watched over the last few seasons and then just uh, Kyle Shanahan offenses in general, there's a lot of, as you mentioned, there's the zone running scheme uh, where they try to get the running backs in space, um, you know, pull the guards, pull the offensive line, you know, to get those, you know, to get those gaps and have them shoot the gaps. Uh, I think Edmonds and, and Mostert are perfect fits for that scheme. I hope the offensive line can run it well. Um, it's a lot of timing, um, so that that's going to be very important. But there's also there's a ton of misdirection. Um, that's one thing that that Shanahan and and I think by proxy McDaniel, um, you know, is going to bring a lot of that to this offense. I think we're going to see a lot of that. Um, I have seen, you know, we're all familiar with the uh, the Patriots versus the Falcons in the Super Bowl from a few years ago. That was, you know, Shanahan and McDaniel were both on that staff running that offense. Uh, they had a tremendous amount of success early. Uh, they did not have a lot of success late in that game, but they were they were way up. Um, and then Shanahan did go into New England um, against the uh, the Patriots um, a couple years ago, and they just hammered them. Um, that game was was not close at all. Um, you know that Patriot team is pretty similar. It's not much different than what we're looking at now. Um, you know, same scheme on defense, same coaching staff for the most part on the defensive side of the ball. Um, so it could be a matchup that we, you know, we could exploit if we have the personnel and we can run it properly. Um, you know, it could be a lot of fun to watch on Sunday. I'm hoping that that is the outcome. I'm hoping they're, you know, able to get those chunk plays in the run game, and then also, you know, have you know some of those speedy guys running wide open in space, and you know, maybe maybe Gasecki, maybe he maybe he breaks out in this game, you know, as a kind of an afterthought. Um, you know, that's you know that that could be open as their all their attentions focused on Hill and Waddle and keeping you know, guys on top of them. Maybe Gusecki has, you know, tons of room to run over the middle, or maybe it's Cedric Wilson, or maybe it's Eric Azakonma. Maybe it's one of those guys. So should be interesting to see. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Um, a lot of questions to be answered. We're not going to get all of the answers, as I alluded to. It's just week one. Um, but I anticipate a Dolphins victory um, on Sunday. So let's get into the uh, the pick'em portion of this oh, uh, I just oh sorry just before I just wanted to elaborate on the Gasicki thing like right yeah we don't know how it's gonna work like you said this offense is predicated on misdirection and that means your blockers are your receivers like right in the past right. if Gasecki's there um stand you know up against the tackle he probably wasn't there to block he was there to run so that's giving something away tipping your hand the whole point is same personnel to do multiple things now exactly. mcdaniel is a lot smarter than both of us so that's not to say that kasiki can't be out wide with Smythe or carter on the line having two tight ends but using kasiki as a giant wide receiver right i think i mean he has a skill set and i imagine it 
it has to be put to use at some point here. I'm assuming that's why they, they went so light in the wide receiver room. We talked about this a little bit last right. week, right? Like they, they only kept five wide receivers and none of them are really that big. They kept five tight ends. Gusecki's as a comma's big. Basic, but, right. As a comma would be the, the size guy. But I mean, Gusecki's like the, like could be like a, in the red zone type jump ball type of uh, type of threat as a, as a wide receiver. Right. You know, he fits there. He should win those 50, 50 balls. Like, you know, like, like we used to use Parker in that role. So um, it, it'll be interesting to see. It could be something to watch for on Sunday as well. Um, so to predictions for Sunday, uh, the line started out as uh, dolphins were favored by two and a half. It has gone up to three and a half now. Um, meaning if it were to be played on a neutral field, the dolphins would be, favored by half a point. So um, these two teams are pretty evenly matched. Um, you know, as I alluded to, the Dolphins kind of had their way with them last year a little bit. I The week one, week one was close. Like they, they were actually running. They had the ball. They could have kicked the game winning field goal. They fumbled it. Like that was an either or game, right? Like that could have, if we, that we could have lost that if without a bounce, the second game was, you know, we, we handled them pretty well. Yeah. So I'm, predicting that we're going to win um you know i think we have gotten better um i think they are the same or worse probably a little worse um and we're at home i i don't think it matters that they came down a couple days early to try and take advantage of that heat i know firsthand what that is like um they're going to be in their dark uniforms it's not going to be fun for them and Uh, sitting in the sun yeah (laughs) i'm going to take miami uh 24 uh new england 17. So I'm going to take what you just said. I'm going to run with it even more. Coming down early, not only is it not going to help them, all it's going to do is make them dread Sunday that much more. All Every day they're out there playing in this heat, they're going to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe I have to play a game in this. This is even worse. I wish I didn't know this. It's like one time I got my teeth, you know, I had my wisdom teeth out, and they were like, well, we're going to – so you can eat. We're just going to do the left side, and then you come back in two weeks, and we'll do the right side. Coming back was so much worse because I knew what was what I was in store for. I'm like, I wish you just took them both out at the same time. That's what they're coming for. Dolphins 31, Patriots 12. Love it. Love to see it. I hope I hope that is the case. Um, all right. Well, that brings us to the end of our first segment. We actually got a couple minutes. I would like to talk a little bit about uh, the Thursday night game. Since yeah, we let's are, do that. Uh, doing this a little late. Um, little overreaction theater here, but I did. I said this last year. Um, you know, as you know, going into the Super Bowl, um, I know we weren't really casting at that point in time, but I, I did not feel like the Rams and the Bengals were the two best teams in the NFL. Like, I, I don't think that's a that's a stretch to say. Like, they just they. Yeah, they got some bounces in the playoffs. I mean, the Rams. Uh, yeah, I got they, you. you. You get there, you deserve to be there. But if this if this was a if this was an elimination, if this was the best of three, best of five, best of seven in the playoffs, they they wouldn't they they'd not be there more than they were there. I mean, they they should have lost to the Bucks. They should have lost to the 49ers. Right. And then they were they should have lost to the Bengals. Like they like they were down and like all of those like they. And the Bengals should have lost to the Titans and should have Correct. lost to the Chiefs. So, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's just like, so they didn't. Oh, and the like Raiders. The Rams, they could have lost right. to the Raiders. Yeah. The Rams, they didn't have to play. Like, they didn't have to play the Bills. They didn't have to play the Chiefs. They didn't have to play the Packers, you know, and and they still needed a lot of luck to get to the Super Bowl and win. I'm, it's just, it's odd. And then, like, watching them play last night, uh, you know, they just looked terrible. Like, I, I'm like, I, I'm. 
I can't believe that is the that that team is the defending Super Bowl champion, and they're not really much different than they were last year. Sure. Well, uh, well, gone. OBJ you know, and Miller. I mean Van Jefferson, Miller, Van Jefferson. Like normally, he would have stepped up, you know, replacing both of those two guys with Allen Robinson, who was who was basically you know just missing. Um, right. Well, Robinson was there and he was open a lot oh, last night. But yeah. God, but, God forbid Matthew Stafford <laughs> throw him the football, and then Cam Akers doesn't even see the field. He's, but but. But Stafford, he's got the elbow issue. I have no idea how much that. A couple of his throws sailed, like uh, you know, the not a couple of his throws did not look good. I have no idea if it was you know because the because the pass rush was getting to him or or the elbows getting to him. So there, there's a lot of things different than than what they you know what they were last year. They and didn't that game get was, better. It was thirty-one to ten and not close. It should have been like fifty-two to nothing. Well, because like it, it was just, it like, was ten nothing at the half, and that was only because of the turnover. The Bills didn't 10 punt. To 10, at the half. ten to ten. Ten to ten. Yeah. The the Bills didn't Which punt. Which is crazy. No. The, yeah. So no. this was a Madden game. It was literally. I was texting with my buddies. This was a Madden game. This is like, it's just just turnovers or score. You never punt, and that game could have been ugly. Honestly, I thought you know if the Rams were going to come out in the second half, make a game of it, keeping it ten to ten was incredible, and they go three and out on the opening drive, and I'm like, oh, this is not good. Just yeah, I mean, I it was embarrassing to watch, but it's good that football is back. Like that's uh, we I think we can all agree with that. And um, this this is my one takeaway before we go. I was hoping, and it it still could happen, but now I don't. I was hoping for a a little regression on the Bills' offense without no. without um, Dayball, and Ken Dorsey seems like a pretty good offensive coordinator. The what the, the way they called it, the way they ran when they ran it, like I felt like he had a great game, because um, the Rams' defense is good. So that was a little I, yeah, that was a little scary. Al- Allen is a. He looks Alan's like a, generation, a generational talent, which sucks. Remember like, many years ago when you accused me of just loving the Bills because I'm like, because I saw something. Actually, yeah, I'm I know, readily, but I'm like, I'm even when he was terrible. Was, I'm like, but he's got a spark when when they're when they're like in the fourth quarter. But I never thought he'd become accurate. I just thought he'd be the that sometimes scary guy. So I hate no, it. I want him to. Scary. I yeah. want him to be just be inaccurate. Why? 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 What? What did he do? Is it a genie? I mean, it, it's no nobody does that. Just become accurate from inaccurate. Yeah, I, I think he's. I think he's figured out like it, what it looks like to me. Just watching it is like he he's figured out like what throws he can make, and then like when the throws that he can make aren't there, he runs and he's impossible to tackle. The, the, so, the scariest yeah. thing also about last night, and I hate it because Collinsworth mentioned it, so it's probably not true because he's not very good at doing games anymore. But he's also taking the underneath thing, right? That's what all all of the the guys with the big arms, you know, chucking the ball yeah. down the field, defenses have, you know, said no big plays, and a lot of these guys want the big play and would throw the interceptions or force it. The ones that can adjust to taking the underneath, right? Mahomes is going to have to learn how to do that. Allen looks like he's learning how to do that, and that's just going to make it that much harder to stop them. Exactly. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I hate it. It's awful. But um, one last thing before we go to break. Uh, has there ever been a more overrated, overpaid player than Jalen Ramsey? I, <laughs> I say no. I say that is the most, I like I'm watching that. I had never, I mean, I have never been a fan of his. Like I never really understood the hype around him. Like I'm watching him get, and 
the Rams did win those games to make through the playoffs, but he was torched regularly. Like Mike Evans destroyed him against in the in the Buccaneers game. Jamar Chase destroyed him in the Super Bowl. I mean, the guy's just I I, I don't know. He got absolutely destroyed by whoever he was covering last night in that game. Um, Twenty million dollars a year for that. I mean, we were talking about overpaying for Byron Jones. I would I would much rather have Byron Jones than, than Jalen Ramsey on my football team. I don't know. His Madden rating's very high. That, like, that, like <laughs> once again, I said this to my brother as we were watching the game last night. You can't be overrated unless you're rated very highly. That's the whole I know. I was He's joking. He's overrated. His I was joking because in the off season we had nothing to talk about. We complained about everybody's you know top one hundred and the um and the Madden ratings and the fact that some lunatic at the Ringer put Geno Smith ahead of two on his quarterback ranking. I'm just like. Man, you just want click. I, I think they at this point the media folks go after Tua just because they know they're going to get the clicks from the you know from the hate. They do it just 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 for the money. Exactly. All right, my friend, we're going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, a little bit of a format change. So please stay tuned. This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down, we break down who will be cutting, cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hit Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. And we're back. Okay, so um, our traditional format was, you know, uh, the, the, the previous few years we would do uh, talk about the upcoming game. We'd preview it. We'd make our pick. And then we'd go uh, take a break and go into NFL Pick'em. So we wanted to make this season a little more Dolphins-focused in our second segment. Um, I'm going to go ahead and throw the ball to the Rob to Mist to explain to everybody how we're changing it up this year. Right. So instead of going through the entire NFL slate and us picking our games about most of the teams we don't know anything about or care about because we only watch Dolphin games mostly, uh, we're just we're still going to go head to head on three games. But we've picked those three games beforehand. So we'll talk about the games we disagree on and and we'll go head to head on our picks on those three uh, instead of sitting here and, and trying to talk about, you know, what the heck Atlanta is going to do against the Saints. Who cares? I don't care. Do you care? Not, not particularly, not but, particularly. Uh, it is fun making fun of all the other teams. Here. <clears throat> but as, since, as sad as we are. since now we've freed up some time, <clears throat> excuse me, what we're going to do is to add to our fantasy camp segment that we already have, we are going to pick 
player props from the Dolphin game. So James and I will pick our three favorite props. They can be the same one. We don't have to necessarily go head-to-head on these. They can be ones we don't agree on. We're just going to pick three player props um, The for the folks who aren't degenerate gamblers. Uh, a player <laughs> prop is... is uh, Vegas, in this case, FanDuel, we're using FanDuel's site, will set the line, say, uh, one and a half touchdowns for Tua. So if you think Tua is going to throw two or more touchdowns, you take the over. If you think he's going to throw one or less, you take the under. And so we can pick between passing yards, passing touchdowns, receiving yards, or uh, rushing yards, or basically the, the, the categories we'll be picking from. And we'll pick, you know, we'll pick three each every week and we'll tally them up and we'll see who made the would have made the most fake money uh betting on dolphin game preps we can it's not just dolphin players we can take the uh you know we can bet on the opposition team in this case any pat or any dolphin sounds good makes sense to me um i'm glad we're still keeping some of the nfl pick them in there because i do like dominating you at that so why don't we start off with that all right yeah honestly i would have cut this out altogether but james has beaten me so thoroughly the last two years that i think it just it would just look like i was quitting so i need to i need to get need to get back and i'm going to win by picking three terrible teams this week (laughs) it is week one so they're you know the lines are weird nobody knows really what's going on um, I think it's a bold strategy the way you uh, the way you selected all these terrible teams. So I did. Um, well, the first game, it's not a terrible team. They're just not as good as the other team. But we'll just say it's the Raiders Chargers game. I playoff team from last year. Raiders going into Los Angeles to play the Chargers. Uh, Chargers. No home field because there's more Chargers yeah. Raiders fans Chargers. than Charger fans. Probably more Raider fans. Probably more Raider fans than Ram fans as well. Probably, uh, if, we're, if we're being honest, um, Raiders getting three and a half in what I guess is, is kind of a default home game for them. I I like the Chargers a lot. I like their off season. I think Herbert is a monster. Um, yeah, I think they're. I think the Chargers are gonna gonna handle win this game uh, pretty easily. If I'm being so, I'm being quite honest, I'm taking the Raiders not so much as a stamp of approval on the Raiders, but I think all I I understand the Chargers hype, but it's everywhere. And I still think Herbert's, he might just be one of those guys who makes the monster numbers but doesn't come through when you need it. He hasn't done it yet. I haven't seen it. Their coach does stupid things, and that team has always done stupid things. I do not believe in the Chargers. I will take the Raiders, plus three and a half. I'll give a plus one on their coach doing stupid things. That is that is, <laughs> that is the truth. Um, Texans, uh, you like the Texans. Their Texans are getting seven and a half. At home versus the Indianapolis Colts, now led by Matt Ryan and uh, Jonathan Taylor. Um, I am taking the Colts here. Uh, I, I, like you, believe that the Texans are actually going to be not completely terrible this season. I think they probably win around six games. Um, that sounds about right to me, but uh, I think the Colts are a vastly superior team. Uh, the Colts are a superior team. Um, and yes, I think the Texans can be frisky. I actually like Davis Mills. Um, you know, he wasn't highly touted, obviously, but I thought he played okay. Brandon Cooks just makes catches no matter where he is or who's throwing him the ball. Uh, Lovey Smith, Damian Pierce, who got too overhyped for fantasy, but still 
is going to be good. Um, yeah, I was all over him in a couple weeks. <laughs> I know. I saw you take him crazy early in our draft. Um, but it may pay out. It may pay off. I mean, there's still a terrible team. I This is just one of those... It's also a division game, and the Texans would always, even when they were terrible, would do weird things to, you know, with against the Colts and things like that. So seven and a half at home. I just want the points. I want Week One wackiness. Taking the Texans. And the next game, Uh, again, a a team I'm under. I'm I'm selling. I'm selling your favorite team. So go ahead. Oh yes, the Cincinnati Bengals. Not my favorite team, but they are. Uh, they are. I just got done saying they they didn't deserve to be in the Super Bowl. <laughs> you year, love you love him. I do. I mean, I like their offense a lot, and I think their defense is underrated. Um, I do. I don't think they're the best team in the AFC. But all that being said, I think they are more than six and a half points better than the uh, uh, the Steelers in Cincinnati on opening day. So I am I am taking the Bengals here. Um, if you want to defend this pick of the Steelers and Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, the floor is all yours, my friend. This is more of a Mike Tomlin. They figured they somehow beat Josh Allen week one when they, when they were like 10 point underdogs. Um, it's, I, I think the Bengals are, there's the Super Bowl hangover, which I'm a believer in just cause it happened. I can't remember the last time it didn't happen. So the loser of the Super Bowl they usually don't even make the playoffs the next year, so I don't have the Bengals as a playoff team. Chiefs did pretty well last year. Yeah, but they didn't do what you thought they'd do. Like, for them, that was disappointing. It was disappointing, but they That's, still did. Okay, but but the Chiefs were better than... Like, this was a this was a, a, a Bengals team that nobody, nobody picked to make the playoffs. They came out of nowhere. And they they still, you know... Yeah, they turned it on at the end, but I don't believe in them yet. Uh, I believe in Mike Tomlin. I think even with terrible quarterbacks, he has a 500 team, and with that, they will beat better teams. So I like the six and a half points. I'll take it. Fair enough. All right. So I have the Chargers, the Colts, and the Bengals. You got all favorites who do ten two home dog uh, road favorites home dogs go home dogs in week one baby home dogs not not a bad not not a bad call so we'll see all right um that's it for pick them we're not going to go around and do the rest of the nfl games as rob mentioned uh let's get into what are we going to call this over under segment do we have a name for it (sighs) i uh, i don't know i've been props we'll we'll have to come up with a cool name this will be the uh props all right so not not nfl pick (laughs) them Um, this is, and, uh, it is dolphins props. Dolphins, we'll figure, we'll figure it out. Well, this so is this... our degenerate, our degenerate side of things. <laughs> so prop bets. Um, there are, as, as Rob alluded to a, a number of them, things that you can bet on, um, regarding, uh, performance totals for individual or individual player performance totals. Um, the first one that we're going to touch on, um, we don't necessarily need to go head-to-head on these, but we did kind of differ on this one. Um, we have two attack of ILOs passing yardage totals. So uh, Vegas has it at 227 and a half. Um, I am taking the under. I think two is going to – I think he's not going to pass 227 yards in the air. Um, I think it's going to be very, very run-heavy on Sunday. Um, and I think as that heat wears on – um, we're just going to be really, really laying on the Patriots. So I don't think we're going to see a ton of passing yards from Tua. I'm going to take the under here. I think he goes over. Not only that, I think he goes over within his first five passes. 
<laughs> 80 uh, yards, you, 60 yeah, yards, you, 50 okay. yards, 90 yards, done. There we go. Already there. Sounds good. Um, okay, my next one is um, I'm going to take the over on the Damian Harris rushing yards. So Vegas has this at 45 and a half. Um, I think he's going to see the majority of the carries. Um, I don't think he's going to have a particularly large game against us, but I do think he's going to go over 50 yards. So I'm going to take Damian Harris in the over yeah. on his rushing yardage total. That's not a bad pick, but man, for somebody who's already gone under Tua and over Harris, man, you ha- why do you hate the Dolphins? Why do you I like the national win. media? I know, I'm just teasing. So <clears throat> one bet I did not take, the over-under on Tua's touchdown was one and a half, like I use in the example. I mean, I think there's a good chance he gets to two touchdowns. But to James' point, if we, you know, if we run, I'm not going to take that. I'm going with the Chase Edmonds rushing yards. It's at 38 and a half, and I think there's – uh, he's going over. He's going over it by a lot. He might even double it. So he's the guy. He's the guy you think. I see. I think Mostert's going to be the guy to get most of the yards. Well, most, but, uh, but Mostert might. He might run off. He might have a forty-yard run. <laughs> like I'm like Mostert. His over under is thirty-seven and a half. I don't hate that. Um, he's going to get chances, but I'm just I'm just going with Edmonds. That's what I believe. Um, we'll see if it turns out it's Mostert and he's great. Awesome. I'll take Mostert with Edmonds as a backup. I love that, too. Fair enough. Um, the final prop bet that I'm going to take is uh, involving one of my uh, one of my favorite former Dolphins, uh, Devontae Park. His receiving yardage is listed at 39 and a half. I'm going to go over on that. I believe he is uh, pretty much all they have in the passing game. Um, I think he's going to definitely go over 40 yards in, in receiving. I don't think Parker had 40 yards of receiving in all of training camp going against X combined. For all, I'm for hoping they have him follow him on the field, but I don't think that that's what they're – they don't traditionally do that. Like, I we know. Don't, our, our defense isn't set like that. I hope they do, but I don't, I don't see them having that happen. So I, I see Parker most likely lining up what, What's on the, the over-under on Parker looking to the ref and, and complaining he didn't get a flag? Oh, several times. That's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I may uh, I may blame James here for hating the the Dolphins for basically going under a Dolphin and over to uh, Patriots, but I am the opposite. I am the homer. I'm going three overs, three Dolphins. Jalen Waddle, fifty nine and a half. That's a that's a big number, but as we'll find out in a second when we get to fantasy camp. I believe the Patriots defense has always done what done. They've always taken away the one thing you do well. They'll take one thing away from you. So I think they're going to try to take away Hill as much as they can. And I think that's going to open it up for Waddle. And I think Waddle has, I think Waddle has a chance to have the bigger game. I can't, I obviously, in a minute, I won't put my money where my mouth is, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I, this is my hedge. So, so I think Waddle has the bigger game. I'm taking the Waddle over here. So I am over to a 227 passing yards. I am over Edmonds, 45 and a half rushing yards. Oh, no, those are your numbers. I am over Edmonds, 38 and a half rushing yards, and I am over Waddle's 59 and a half receiving yards. And I am under on the passing yardage for Tua. I am over on Damian Harris rushing yards. 
and I am also over on Devontae Parker. And that's receiving yards. 45 and a half. I still think the Dolphins are going to win. And um, I re- I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm very, very excited to see what this offense looks like. So uh, with that, why don't we go into fantasy camp? Oh, <laughs> you know what I've been waiting to hear for so many months? Miami Dolphins. Fantasy camp. Ah. Oh. I love fantasy camp. It is, right. it is our favorite part of the show. Now, traditionally, this would be in our third segment. I think we'll we'll get it figured out as we go into next week. Maybe we'll we'll stretch this out a little bit longer. Um, but uh, yeah, we have enough time to do uh, some fantasy camp before um, before the break. We'll come back and finish with some nonsense. But um, we had a uh, had a coin toss uh, off the air to see who was going to be picking first this week. So uh, let me first let me set the rules for any new listeners we might have. Miami Dolphins Fantasy Camp is our favorite part of the show. Um, This is basically where Rob and I make the attempt to draft fantasy teams based solely on Miami Dolphins skill players. And then uh, next week, we'll see who the winner was. Uh, Last year, uh, what was my team's? Oh, my team name last year was the Gesickis or something like that. The Gesiddlers, something something based off Gesicki's name. Yeah, so I'm my my team this year is going to be called the Ty Freaks. So I'm the Ty Freaks, and I'm Rob s- is going to stick with the Waddlers. He was the Waddlers last year. He's going to continue to be the Waddlers this year. Um, he won the toss and is able to pick first. So you're going to take Jalen Waddle after everything you just said. Chance to put your money where your mouth is, Rob. You know, I almost want to go back and do it, but I couldn't do it at the time. How could I need Tyreek Hill? I just said I think the the Patriots are going to do everything they can to take him away, and I think Waddle's the better bet, but it's week one, and I have to have me some Tyreek Hill on my team. So I'm taking Tyreek Hill. So the Waddlers take Tyreek Hill, and the Ty Freaks' first pick is going to be Jalen Waddle. So, uh, I, yes, I will take Jalen Waddle. Um, I also get to pick again because uh, we do a snake format. So I'm going to take uh, – this is a tough one for me. I, I really feel like Mostert is going to be the, the better of the two running backs in, in the running game for this offense and more of the featured back when it comes to running the football. But I'm going to go with Edmonds, uh, Chase Edmonds, this week. Uh, we'll see how it goes. So Waddle and Edmonds are going to be my uh, my my – my my first picks. That's what I should have. This is this is broken. We literally last week we 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 toyed with the idea of me of just giving me Edmonds and you Mostert every week because we disagree <laughs> on who's going to be the lead back. Although we both think they'll both be successful. Um, okay, so you know what? To heck with you. I'm taking Mostert. That's it. You taking my Edmonds? I'm taking your Mostert. Very good. And now you it gets interesting. Here. Yeah, it gets a little interesting here because we don't know. Like in three weeks, this might be clear who the next pick will be, but. I'm going to go with a guy I probably could have left him off and you you would have, wouldn't even have taken him because you hate him, but I'm taking Cedric Wilson. So I think he's good. Okay. That's good. I hope he does well. I, obviously, I hope no, all the None of us. Are, well. I, n- neither of us, we love losing this game because it means Dolphins, other Dolphins scored big. There's no, exactly. there's no, there's no uh, animosity here to losing. That's why we love Fantasy Camp. There's no losers. Except you. I crushed you at this last year. Uh. <laughs> All right. So uh, two picks for me. Um, I'll take Kiseki. Um I'm a, I'm a believer in him in this offense. Um, I think uh, I think he could have a good game on Sunday. Um, I did. I struggled a little bit with this one. I didn't know where to go. A lot of different directions, right? Uh, Miles Gaskin, perhaps. Um, 
Trent Sherfield's a guy we haven't really talked about. Um, he, he knows the offense. He seems to be featured. He was featured prominently in the preseason and OTAs. I, I do wonder if he's going to get some some actual run when the live bullets start flying. But I'm going to go with uh, Easy E as a conma. He's uh, he was my my favorite player um, to watch this preseason. So I'll take uh, I'll take Easy E. That's a good. Also pick. love the nickname. Yeah, yeah, I love everything about him. Um, <clears throat> so that's you know I now in the similar. Do I want? I didn't even think of Gaskin. The idea of a third running back is just not. I'm not. I'm, I don't think I'm going. For, you know, past the top two, um, unless we see something different in the next couple of weeks. Um, I didn't go Sherfield. This is this is more of a. I'll probably get a zero, but I might end up with like a touchdown or some surprise. I'm going with Hunter Long, just in case. You know. He's more featured. He's he could be the guy. He, he could, could be the, be the one guy. out of the, yeah. the five tight ends they have. That that is the featured one. Um, he's probably the well. Actually, one of those guys is like super fast, wasn't he? Like the the, the last guy they had in. He's like actually like a very fast tight end, but he's more of an H back. Whatever. I'll go with Long. If it turns out, if if, if I'm gonna go with Carter or, or Connor or whoever, I don't even know what the hell their names are anymore. And then I'm gonna take me a defensive. It's defensive. We take a defensive player. Um, we jacked the defensive stats this year, so since interceptions are now worth two points, I get the X Man. Solid pick, yeah. And I'm, I, I'm hoping we see, uh, you know, Mac throw at him, but uh, I don't know how how often he's going to throw at him in this game. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Jalen Phillips. I think he's poised to have a breakout season. I really hope he does. Um, and yeah, we also get two points for sacks. So let's go, Jalen. Let's let's get let's get some pressure. Yeah. All right. Um, so that brings us to the end of our second segment. Um, when we come back, it'll be our our nonsense segment. I have uh, a few things of nonsense to discuss with you. Um, so please, everybody, stay tuned. And we are back. Um, traditionally, the third section uh, or the third session of our show. Uh, revolves around fantasy camp, and then uh, we get to our nonsense segment where we talk about things that are not football related. Well, we didn't have a, we didn't have a game to review, so we lo- you know so obviously next week we'll talk about the Patriots game and then do all this, and that'll push fantasy camp into this segment. It should most likely, yeah. That's usually how it runs. So, um, but yeah, so in our nonsense segment, we like as I mentioned, we talk about things non football um, that are interesting to us, mostly um, of the uh, pop culture variety, television. Literature, films, <laughs> music, video games, comic books, those sorts of things. So we started um, getting into it last week, but uh, technical glitch, and uh, we got as far as me saying I have no interest in watching House of Dragon, and you chastising me because it's very good. And I'm just gonna chastise you all over again because last <laughs> week's episode of House of the Dragon was phenomenal. And are you still? You're just not gonna watch it, like you refuse. I'm not refusing. I'm just right now. I have no interest. Okay, if, uh, it's it is very very good. It's um, it's still it has all of the like production value and quality of the original Game of Thrones, you know, uh, series. Um, but it's a, it's a different story. Um, you know, the writing's different. It's it's a smaller story. It's just focused on the Targaryens, um, and you know, and, and this portion of their reign. Um, it's really cool to kind of see, you know, where Westeros is and, you know, so now that, how far back is, is this the beginning of their reign? The middle? No, is this like, is the, like the mad the king, a little kid, or is he not even born yet? There. Yeah. It's 172 years before 
Daenerys was born. Okay. So 172 years before before the Mad King died. Um, so it's it's kind of a it's the the Targaryen dynasty is at a kind of a crossroads here, and these these are the decisions that have been made. There are some decisions that are made during this time that ultimately lead to the path that they, you know, ultimately seals their fate. Um, so I think it's you know it's it's a really interesting spoiler um, alert. They lose. Yeah, I mean we know what happens, but it's it's really cool to kind of see how they got there, and um, I, I really like the uh, the cast. Once again, they you know I thought you know say what you will about the the original series, um, they did a phenomenal job casting. I thought. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And, uh, except Euron was kind of bad, but outside of that, I thought the the original Game of Thrones cast was was phenomenal. Um, but yeah, no. Like, once again, this cast. Wait, is, who the uh, heck was yeah. Euron? Was that the uncle, like Theon's uncle? Yeah, the pirate, yeah. the emo pirate dude. The, I guess in the books he was cool, but in the show, just... <laughs> yeah, he was a total badass in the books. They, 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 he was a little. He wasn't. Uh, didn't seem as badassy. Did, did not translate. Um, we can we we can have a whole podcast about everything that went wrong with with the with the, game, <laughs> the, the original Game of Thrones series. Um, but uh, no, I'm. It's yeah. It's been uh, it's been great. It's very interesting. I had was having a conversation with someone that was uh, yesterday uh, that I work with that was saying. You know, he didn't feel as strongly about it as I do. He doesn't, he thinks what he enjoyed about the original Game of Thrones was the amount of different houses they were looking at and the amount of different things that were going on, which I agree uh, was cool. But I like this because it's, it's different. You still have that Game of Thrones feel, but it's, you know, it's a, just a different method of storytelling and it's, it, it's the same, but different. And it definitely fills the void of not having Game of Thrones, which I've been complaining about on this podcast before. Um, so, so I really like that. Now I did want to segue into, have you watched the rings of power yet? I watched the first two, I believe. Yeah. There are only the first two. So oh, the third what are your, what are your oh, thoughts? Comes third one comes out today. Yeah. Um, it looks great. I like it again. I, I don't love prequels, uh, as a whole. And there's, and I do find myself just being like, they're like, we live in this perfect world. And then all of a sudden, they're, I'm like, well, what? In the very beginning, and then they're like, but then we had to go fight. I'm like, well, why do you even have swords or armor or know how to fight? You you literally said you had lived in a world with no evil. You wouldn't know how to do any of that stuff. You'd get, you'd be killed instantly. There was a couple of things where I'm just like, ah, that's dumb. Um, but, you know, it's fun, and it's good. But it's dumb. Yeah. It looks, I'm, <laughs> this is another thing I was talking about yesterday, too, is that, you know, it's it's great that we have both of these shows on right now. Like they're like they're, I feel like there was such a like just a just a lack of you know that sort of television that you know I really obviously I I really loved the uh, you know the, the the Game of Thrones series at the beginning and you know for for the most part throughout throughout its entire run the end was unfortunate but you know it was always great you know it was definitely something that I was you know obsessed over and 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 really loved having um, and then after it went away there was kind of that, that hole in, in, um, you know, like the, uh, like the, the TV programming, like there were things that tried to, I think, fill that gap. Uh, like the Witcher comes to mind was, was not really that good. Wheel of time. I thought was terrible. Wheel of time was terrible. Witcher was good. The second, like once, once you realized that it was all out of order, like, and, and the second season was actually even better. They even made fun of that Witcher a little was bit. Much, much better than wheel of time. Like there's, oh, yeah, there's yeah. no, no doubt, no, no doubt, and not it, not, not on level. a Game of Thrones level, not on a Game of Thrones level, but it was, but but, I, but very enjoyable. Something yeah, and now watch. I feel like we have two that are that are on that level right now because I do. I mean, it's um, I, I share your um, your criticism of the uh, 
the rings of power and how it's kind of started out um and i don't i definitely don't like it as much as game of thrones but it's on i, I can at least put it in that that realm like it's in that category it's that well done um you know and i think it'll probably continue to get better um the house of the dragon is uh, the just, lord of the rings weird. i was just laughing because i'm like oh these are our new hobbits oh look our new striker <laughs> oh look this is our new like it's like what do you what do you you don't have to necessarily run from the same playbook uh you know but it was, it was just that's funny. exactly right like so that's kind of what the the game of thrones is or sorry what's um uh, rings of power is doing and that's different than what house of dragon is doing like house of dragon is is a completely different story it's not trying to recreate what game of thrones was it's right. it's its own thing which is just you know I, like i said i can't say enough good things about it. I highly recommend it. It's not it. a game full of thrones. It's a house that is full of dragons. I get it. Totally different. Correct. Totally different. It is. They're they're yeah, the dragons are pretty cool. I, I will say that. That was most awesome. yeah, definitely. Um anything uh anything that you want to bring up? Any any cool shows or movies that you've seen recently? Uh video games? I mean, I've just been playing Madden. Um yeah. just because I just love my team and i'm playing with it and like played the first season without making any changes because i'm like i want to play with it oh oh my god i can't believe i didn't bring this up my heart was broken my my life as i knew it is over i don't know if you notice this but channing tindall changed his his jersey number uh. <laughs> so for those who don't know I have uh, I, I have two jerseys. Well. I have a very old, like from when I was a child, Zonka jersey because I'm old, um, and it's faded and whatever. But I have the jersey that I've been wearing most of my adult life is a number fifty one Brian Cox. Um, you don't remember him, but he was an amazing linebacker oh, for I this remember team. Him very very well. Uh, I love Brian Cox. Basically, down in the Marino, um, and you know, towards the end tail of the Marino. Uh, days um so he's my favorite player he joined the jets at one point and seeing him in the green i cut his name off because it was literally the letterbox typed on it was like the real jersey it wasn't like a decal so it was like the sewn on patch with his name sewn onto that so i cut that patch off so now it's just a 51 it was a pouncy for a while because uh pouncy was 51 it's been a lot of people but i was actually psyched that tyndall was 51 i'm like i like this kid i'm like all right and now he's 41 i'm like what are you doing to me now i don't have a no, my jersey has no player. So, yeah, that, that my my jersey collection is is extremely robust at this moment in time. <laughs> so, I yeah, I have a um, I did a lot of uh, a lot of pandemic spending, I think, but I also <laughs> have my classics as well. So, I have my I have my classic throwback Marino. Um, I have I believe I still have a Devonte Parker jersey. Um, uh, I think I still have my Jarvis Landry jersey uh brent grimes still got brent grimes Oof. in there but the new ones that i've added uh in the last 12 months have been the uh the tua i got the i got the tua jersey i got the uh jalen waddle the throwback and i got a gasecki throwback and then i also this one's my new favorite is a jason taylor throwback oh, from, nice. uh, from the late 90s yeah so, i like that uh, yeah but no, I wait love, who's I, Who's who's rocking uh, Parker's number? Isn't it? We've got somebody wearing his number. Cedric now, right? Wilson. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing. He, that. He's essentially who they replaced Parker with. Like, right. That's that's basically. Yeah. And I, I do not feel like he's the same caliber of wide receiver that Devontae Parker is. But he's different. But 
I think overall yeah. better. I don't think he has his, he's not he doesn't have the highs of the highlight catches, but I think he'll be more consistent. I hope I don't know. And the he has the uh, the gadget plays that he could uh, potentially work work in with him should be should be interesting as well. So we shall see. So other um, other nonsense for me. I haven't really been watching much. Uh, I am watching She-Hulk. I actually enjoy it a lot. It's silly. Yeah. It's a fun. It's like a sitcom. It's like a Marvel sitcom. I enjoy it. Um, I still. I mean, what we do in the shadows. Are you what you? Were you saying you didn't watch that, or you started watching that? That show is up there. It's one of my favorites. It's so good. What show? The What We Do in the Shadows. The oh yes, 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 yes. Um, I was waiting for it to finish so I could stream all of them. Um, we've gotten. I think we're like three or four into the season. It's it's pretty great. There, yeah. there's an. Baby, I'm, I'm not going to spoil. Colin Robinson's not not spoiling anything, but there's an episode where it's a parody on the home improvement shows, and they have the. The Sklar brothers, you know, the twins, like they're yeah. on on this like flip yourself, like is basically their the you know the the how their mansion is on the show, and it's such a great episode the way they parried it. It's so good. Nice. I look forward to that. Yeah, we're like three or four in. It's it's been really good. Cool. All I, right. Well, any more nonsense out of you? I watched the Elvis movie because now it's free on uh, on um, HBO. Who's all right. Good? Yeah, I hate yeah. I hate biopics, but this one was yeah. kind of interesting because it was like from Colonel Parker's, you know, who was a monster, but it's him explaining how he's not a monster, but then you you should see him be a monster in the thing, <laughs> but he's like thinks he's the hero of the story and uh and so it didn't it didn't follow the normal biopic tropes, you know, where like I feel like they could have they would have s- lingered on certain things for the tension, but it was more like flying through retrospective uh it, i liked it actually the the little richard and and the all of the, the folks uh that was like that was like my highlight then rosetta thorpe thorpe and uh little richard and bb king it's pretty cool awesome well i will check that one out very cool all right thanks rob um thank you guys for for sticking around and listening i hope we are celebrating a dolphin's win next week and uh, happy football season, everyone. Glad to have you back. All right. Let's go, Dolphins!